Hello, ho, and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, that nigga Joe. How the fuck y'all doing here today, folks? It is Wednesday, May the fucking 4th, and to all of my Star Wars fans and nerds from all over the planet, let it be known that I say May the 4th be with you, because you're going to forget whatever the fuck you did on the 4th, on the 5th, because tomorrow's single mile, and everybody getting fucked up. Man, had a good uh, good last uh, few days. Um, uh, not really too much to brag about. I did make it to uh, another year being on this earth, which meant it was my birthday on Saturday. I turned the dreadful 36 fucking years old, and I'm actually starting to feel my age. You know, uh, shit, I, I remember I was kind of like Billy Badass here when I turned 30. You know, I was, I was lifting shit and throwing shit raw, you know. Superstar badass status motherfucking type nigga, you know what I'm saying? And then last week I called myself trying to do a little weightlifting and get myself back in shape and shit. You know, I ain't had nothing but 55 pounds on my goddamn back. And then next thing you know, I yanked a muscle that was like right above my right ass cheek. And it felt like I thought somebody shot my ass for a minute. I, I was feeling for blood because, you know, stray bullets can come out of anywhere at any time. You know what I'm saying? So when you feel that 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 moment like something and jumped out and bit you in the ass, you're going to take that shit seriously. And in this case, it felt like something jumped out and bit me in my old ass. I'm even to this day, this shit happened last Tuesday. I'm still suffering from this motherfucking little stretch out of muscle today, my nigga. This shit is, and I, like I said, 36 is rolled in and trying to roll my black ass over. Please believe. Uh, shit. I'm starting to feel shit like arthritis in my hands and in my knees. It's like, God, this shit wasn't supposed to set in instantaneously, nigga. I thought this was a process of shit that went along through time to tell you, okay, you, your knees going to start getting bad. You're going to start having problems in your hands. Your dick ain't going to work. All of this shit that started flooding, well, the dick work, and my dick worked just fine. Thank you very much. However, everything else that's rolling with it makes my dick not want to work. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get horny when you can't stand up i mean shit that's just being fucking honest with you so it's getting older is gonna suck but it's also getting better so that's gonna kind of make it good and as you know the older i get the better i get um just like we do with this show the older it gets the better it gets um and by me saying that i i get to announce for another month um in the month of October, I want to thank everyone who has been listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I appreciate it. You guys have no idea how much I appreciate it. Like I told you from the very beginning on June 1st, this is a movement. I'm doing this to try to make something better for for me and, and for my family and, and for you guys. I mean, you know, uh, entertainment is, 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 is kind of cheap to come across. However, you know, me personally, Playboy... I, I'm I'm here to strive for greatness, and you guys are helping me get to that greatness because once again, I've had another month, which is the highest month um, in place um, through SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker and wherever else you can find my show. We have more plays this past month of April um, than we've ever had, and it was pretty neat because it was also my birthday month. Um, so that made it kind of cool. So again, I want to thank you people or thank you everyone that is listening to my to my show. You people have no idea how how gracious and, and, and grateful I am 
for you guys to, you know, spend a little time with me and, and this craziness, you know, that I produce each and every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and with that being said, on to this week's topic, if you will. Um, and as with everyone else was doing this weekend, I, I caught up with the NFL draft and I kind of catch the draft every year because it falls on my birthday weekend. So that, that usually that 28th, the 29th or the 30th, or depending on how the days fall, if my, if my, I still count it even after like, say if it's May 1st next year that they do it on, you know, it, it's still right into that birthday spin, you know? So I, I, I like that they do the NFL draft right about my birthday. It kind of make me kind of feel a little special, not a lot, but just a little, and I, I never miss it. I watch it every year, and it's pretty great. This year's was kind of fucking weird, though. Um, if anybody didn't hear about the story of of the kid Laramie Tunsil, um, he was, I believe, a defensive, no, offensive tackle um, that, that was coming out of college and was getting ready to get drafted. Uh, I believe he got picked up after all, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll get this pulled up. I know he got drafted, and there was a lot of people that were saying that, that, you know, they should be ashamed if they take him. And the reason why everybody was saying they should be ashamed that they, if they take him is it has a lot to do with a video um, that, that came out about the young man. And he, basically in the video, it's him sitting on a couch, in some guy's house with the Confederate flag hung proudly on the wall. And they showed a young man with a uh, gas mask converted bong on his face. Um, I guess they call it a gas bong or a bong mask. I don't fucking know. I've never tried one. But he's sitting there and he's smoking weed. Okay. Just smoking weed. The video was only long enough to watch him take a hit, inhale it, laugh his ass off, be happy in the Confederate flag house. You know? Sometimes you're in a fucking Confederate flag house, you need to smoke weed to calm your goddamn nerves, keep you from choking the shit out of somebody. That's just my fucking opinion. I know I'd need a whole bunch of goddamn weed if I was in a Confederate flag house, nigga. You gonna, I'm going to need more than weed. I'm going to need prayer. You better put me on one of them fucking dollies that they got for goddamn Hannibal Lecter, bitch. I ain't playing. I'm liable to choke a motherfucker out where he stand. Okay? Okay. But, you know, he's smoking weed in the Confederate flag house. And next thing you know, the video is all over the internet of him taking one hit of weed. One, y'all heard me correctly, one hit of weed. He wasn't selling weed. He wasn't buying weed. He wasn't even technically committing a crime other than consumption. And I've never understood consumption being a crime. That's ridiculous. I've never understood why weed was illegal in the first place. Even when I was a kid and I didn't understand how a plant was so damn dangerous. And then I, I got as an adult, you know, as children, we, we tend to get to that age well, we have to make a decision and we get to a choice where you, you have to decide what you're going to believe. Are you going to believe myth? Are you going to believe bullshit? Are you going to believe facts? You know, some people will believe myth. Some people will believe bullshit. And some people will believe facts. Myth and bullshit don't go on the same boat. They are, there is a difference. For those that don't know, I can say it again. There is a difference between myth and bullshit. Okay? A myth is saying that Elvis never died. 
bullshit is saying I got Elvis sitting here right next to me in the studio uh, smoking a joint and picking Lynn off his balls, that's bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? Fact, Elvis is dead. Okay? Myth, bullshit, fact. There are differences. Okay? You can bullshit somebody with a myth. You can bullshit somebody with the truth. If you're good enough. So just, you know, but nonetheless, we all get to that age where we have to decide what's what. And I got to that age years ago that, you know, when I got to an age, I, I felt comfortable that I could smoke weed and it not affect me in in a way where they say, you know, the younger you are, you lose brain cells and shit like that. I was still falling for the bullshit, you know. And then in my younger days, I did smoke a lot of fucking weed, Okay. So when it comes to the to the gentleman of Laramie Tunsil, he sits here and take one hit of weed on a, on a video camera, and all of a sudden, and I'm gonna go to my notes here from what the commentators, Mel Kiper and his little uh, Mel Kiper and uh, 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 Boomer, uh, Chris, and all of them, they they all had they fucking fuck they had they bullshit fucked up opinions that they had to give out and I'm just gonna list just list some of the shit that they said about these kids okay they said when now I'm not saying now don't get me wrong they said this about Laramie Tunsil but they were so adamant John Gruden was so fucking adamant to downplay Larry Tunsil for simply smoking weed. Let's be real, folks. Grow up. Be honest. Now, 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 don't get me wrong. If you got a job and you can't smoke weed, it would be irresponsible to smoke weed. Okay? Let's just be real. Okay? Even though the social climate is swiftly changing, a lot faster than I ever thought it would when it comes to the, to the bouts of marijuana, even though that social climate has changed, once again, if you still have a job, you can't smoke, you can't smoke. So don't fucking smoke. Okay? Period. And so, and NFL, you can't smoke. But the problem was with me concerning Laramie Tunsil is he ain't in NFL. He wasn't getting a check yet. Contrary to popular belief, in my eyes, even though he applying for the job, when he was doing that, he did, he hadn't started working yet. Okay? So for you to pass judgment upon him doing some shit on his free time again, uh, on his own will, well, nobody forcing him to do it, no one, nobody committing no crime. This niggas just simply took a hit of goddamn weed, and then all of a sudden, these niggas have to say that um, he won't be a reliable person. He'll be an embarrassment. Um, he should be embarrassed for smoking weed. Um, he will not be, he will be a red flag to teams who chose to pick him, which eventually he was picked by the Miami Dolphins, 13th in the draft, because the Dolphins need all the fucking help they can get and they have for years. So if this nigga can help them and in turn piss straight, well, he's going to be a viable team member and they'll be able to get some work out of his ass. Okay. But what they don't fail, what they don't ever mention on draft day. Okay, because I want to dig. I'm gonna dig in on some more with this Larry Tunsil thing. Because I'm gonna tell you what the commentators did his ass. That pissed me off. But you know, the NFL football players cut years off their life with every hit. NFL players, you know, after they retired, their battle just began with just being able to function on a daily basis. Walk up a flight. Of, you want to piss off, and you want to piss off an NFL player real bad. You really want to piss one off 
tell them to go walk up a flight of stairs. They don't want to beat your ass. There's a good chance they can't fucking do it. There's a damn good chance that they cannot do it. They couldn't get up them goddamn stairs with a fucking forklift. They can't do it. Okay? But we want to sit here and, and dog a young man for taking a hit of weed. No. We need to stop that shit. When these kids is playing in a sport, getting paid high dollar, okay, to, to live a life where they'll hardly be able to walk or move, they can live long lives after football, but then nine times out of ten of them have continuous bouts with alcoholism and drug abuse. Let's not forget those young men who had the bouts, who, who never understood how to deal with not only learning the game, but building this newfound wealth, constant hit-ups from relatives and family members and shit. Half of the motherfuckers in the NFL, I hear a lot of stories about them saying they don't even know what the fuck their families is, and all of a sudden motherfuckers show up out of the woodwork. Oh, I'm cousin, I'm cousin uncle uh, twice removed Tommy and shit. Nigga, don't nobody know you. Fuck you. You understand what I'm saying? Niggas come talking about it at the family. They want to have a family reunion for your ass. You can meet Bill, the nigga who, you know, fucked your Aunt Carol in high school and took her virginity. How the fuck is that family? That's not fucking family to me. So fuck you, Bill, in the ass. By the way, no one will probably ever be naming their children Bill much after the Bill Cosby fiasco. I think William will still work off unless Will Smith goes and pisses somebody off. And with his situation, I see that coming. But you got these players, they they trying to do with all these stresses and all of this, 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 this newfound fame and wealth, and ain't nobody ever taught these broke ass niggas and these silly ass backwood redneck children how to handle fucking money. Half of these motherfuckers don't know what the fuck real money is. And you expect them to be able to come in and, and be responsible? No. They're kids, you hear them fucking call them kids, you call them kids, but then you want to sit in and dog on them. Because they take a hit of weed. Let me let you in on a little secret. If they found Larry Tunsil sucking a dick behind an Arby's in Texarkana, Texas, yes, then they got a problem with this nigga. If they found Laramie Tunsil walking up the streets of L.A. trying to sell hamburgers for crack rocks, then maybe, just maybe, you might have to talk about this nigga having a goddamn problem. If you have not seen Larry Tunsil laying in a puddle of puke and piss so that the entire world can take pictures of him digging his drawers out of his passed out ass. Larry Thompson ain't that goddamn bad, folks. He took a hit of weed. Leave that boy alone. I was kind of iffy on talking about this because I did notice as two-faced motherfuckers like ESPN and them do. You know, one minute they was dogging him, he get drafted him. Oh, shit, they was praising him then. You want to know why? Because they don't want to piss off the Dolphins. They don't give a fuck about the player, but they definitely give a fuck about the team. You understand what I'm saying? So, needless to say, let, let these kids be. They still trying to learn. They still trying to get a grasp of knowledge and understanding. And we need to start being more fucking understanding as adults. You know, and understand people are going to fuck up. Mistakes going to be happening. Leave that nigga alone. As long as he ain't on the field pulling a joint out of his goddamn jock 
and lighten that motherfucker before first down, I don't give a fuck when he took a hit of weed last. Hell, free goddamn Josh Gordon out of fucking foot NFL prison. Smoking weed. Leave that boy alone. He gonna smoke weed. They ain't gonna stop. What the fuck? I understand you got your rule. It's time to change the fucking rule. When you got people out here that they can't even remember their goddamn name after some of them fucking plays that they go to, throwing their body and their lives out on the fucking line for the damn team, for the best of what the team is. But ask me how many of the teams come check on your ass. How, how many people that went to go see Earl Campbell from his team? His ass and then helped his ass walk up a flight of stairs. Help him get on a toilet and wipe his ass and, and bathe and shit. Huh? Ask Jerome Bettis how many of his teammates and showed up to his house and helped him get upstairs. Huh? Just saying. Because when it's all said and done, these kids ain't going to have nothing but themselves. So... Hindering them and 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 disciplining them for something as as small as weed is bullshit. Y'all need to stop. Y'all got a goddamn Johnny Manziel on your hands. You got plenty of of someone to go fuck with who needs some goddamn help. Shit, Vince McMahon so tired of hearing about goddamn Johnny Manziel. He about to sit his ass through WWE's wellness policy program, and this nigga ain't even a wrestler, just to help this sorry motherfucker. So believe you me, leave a kid alone and took a hit of weed four, five years ago. I think we can forgive him and let him make it. But not only that, we need to change the whole face of the concept of marijuana. And these goddamn people on in the media sitting here steady riding him and asking him, was it you? Was it you? Was it you? That bitch, Susie Colbert, you raggedy hoe. This motherfucker asked this nigga six times, was it you? Was it you? Was it you? You know his black ass already got a motherfucker trying to tell his ass what to say in his fucking ear so he don't sound like a goddamn backwood bumpkin. And then your punk ass want to sit here and play 20 questions with his ass. Just so you can get him to say okay, so you can go back on your bitch ass show and say, oh yes, the nigger said yes. Motherfucker, he took the mask off. We know it was him. Shit. He went into the fucking interview room. The next thing you know is in the interview room. They sitting trying to talk to his ass. He trying to answer questions. They keep going back to that same shit. We know it was him. So what? Leave that nigga alone. It was weed. Who cares? Weed is the littlest, smallest, minuteness problem we got in America right now. Other than the fact that Denver's sitting here laughing at every other state's ass because they sitting here selling weed, making money off of the tax money, dumping all of that money back into the state. Nigga, Denver going to have fucking fine cars for everybody else on the planet just because of weed. Plain and simple. Them motherfuckers going to be having flying cars and we're going to be still on the goddamn ground because they making all that goddamn money off of me. Now, that's a that's an imaginary concept, but it could happen. Shit. Money, man, shit. You get money, you can do things with money. That's God honest fucking truth. Hell, man said to me last week, God damn it, don't you let nobody tell you that that having money don't make don't bring happiness. They a fucking lie. Quit listening to that bullshit. Time for you to get that goddamn money. Okay? But what happens in, you know, everybody has, but don't get me wrong, everybody has moments in life where, you know, shit happens. Life is a hard motherfucking thing to live. It's not easy. Life is rough, okay? And with life being so rough, it kind of shocked me the other night when I was at this sports banquet for my kids, right? 
we sitting around chilling, enjoying barbecue. Everybody, you know, they got the nice pictures of the children on the table. And you see the little gifts that some of the um, coaches were going to give away to the seniors and things of that nature. It was a really, really, really nice event um, th- that I was attending for my kids' school. And, of course, you know, I have a senior as well this year. So... You know, this was going to be her last hurrah other than today because she's actually running in the state track tournament. So salute to all of those kids that are out there doing it big today. Mary, I love you, and I hope you guys do good. But, um, and she knows, my, my child knows how I am. She knows I support them 100%. But she also knows I won't be, I don't support very well bull as far as bullshit. Okay, I just, that's that's one of those things that I don't understand. So the other night, when we were at the sports banquet and they had this guy who was supposed to be a preacher or whatever, I guess, speak to the children in reference to their future. It kind of pissed me off that this nigga's whole focus, I shit you not, to his entire speech was about how in 1995, the Orlando Magic lost to the Houston Rockets and I'm sitting here trying to get the perception in my head is nigga don't you think you need to have a a bit of a stronger topic and talk about these kids not about some motherfucker who making four five six million dollars a goddamn year you know really seriously you want to come up with trials and tribulations about a dude that that was making a money making money and that's a millionaire you understand what I'm saying? That man ain't even probably even thinking about it. The man being Nick Anderson. The nigga told his whole long ass story about Nick Anderson. You know, it, it was bullshit. I don't even want to get into it too much because it, it blew my fucking mind. So, but I was sitting here thinking to myself and I said, you know what? Somebody need to come out and talk to these damn kids this year because some of these children need a checkup from the goddamn neck up. So we at here at the Joe Moffat Show will go ahead and attempt to take this last few minutes of the show. And I have prepared some words of encouragement to the class of 2016 now y'all crazy asses can't relay this shit back to them any way you want to um it's totally up to you i'm just about to drop it y'all can spread the knowledge if you like um but so we're and we're gonna kind of make this a little official so you know we're going to tighten up the proverbial ties and, and act all snooty as i begin my speech um, i'm not gonna do the whole thing like this because i'll kill myself um so yeah and I, but like I said, I want to take a minute to speak to the class of 2016. And for those that are in the earshot of me, make sure you hear me. First of all, you have to hear me with your heart, honey, and not your ears. You can't listen to Joe Moffat by listening with your ears because he's going to say some shit that's going to throw your mind off. You got to hear me with your heart because when you hear me with your heart, that's what's going to help you understand and contain what's about to be dropped on you. Okay. So for the class of 2016, we love you. We hope you guys grow up to be great. And I'm doing this one, swinging out of the park for you guys. Here we go. Four score and seven years ago. No, I'm just kidding. There's no four score seven years ago. Kids, here's the thing. Okay. The year is 2016. You guys are getting ready to embark on the biggest and most wonderful journey that you could have ever thought to come up to you, and that is going to be the journey of life. You are now going on your path. The path has now been laid. The foundation has been set forth. It is now up to you to figure out what you're going to do 
with what you have here today. Because right now, after you walk out of them doors, there is no more mommy and daddy. There is no more family influence. Now it's time for you to start thinking and understanding all for yourself. It's all about you now, okay? What you need to understand, though, is since it's about you, you are also taking on more responsibility because your actions are also going to affect others. And you guys don't even understand how how that really comes about. Okay, but everything you do sets a pattern. It starts a ripple effect. Okay, you do wrong, more wrong happens. You do right. A lot of right happens. Some wrong can still happen and some right can still happen when you do wrong. However, try to do right. Just just make it easier on yourself so then that way you, you can sleep at night. Because when you do wrong, you, you don't sleep. You know, drug addicts become drug addicts because they're doing something wrong and they're so worried and fretting about what they're doing wrong and in the midst they can't sleep. But then they start doing drugs either to help them sleep or to keep them up so they don't have to see the nightmares. Okay? Don't be like that. Be better. Sleep at night. Rest easy with a clear conscience. Dream. Dream like there's nobody's business, baby. If you got an idea in your head and you think it's worthwhile and you think it's going to be beneficial to the world, express it. Don't keep it to yourself. Share. God put us here on this planet to to share our ideas and, and to share our motivations. Not to sit in and keep them to yourself. You never know. Something that, that, that you want to do could enhance the life of someone that doesn't have a lot or has nothing at all. You know, something you can say can inspire somebody to do more with themselves. So always dream. Never stop dreaming. Dream till you can't see nothing else or fathom no other idea other than that dream. And then you turn that into your passion. And when you turn it into your passion, it's going to eventually become your goal. And then once it becomes your goal, oh shit, now the fire is lit. The passion is burning inside of you. Okay? You have, to, you have to feel that passion, that excitement, and you have to hold on and harness it. And when you do that, then you have something to live for. Then you have something to strive for. Not only that, nine six out of ten, you have something that will keep you from having to want or go without, and that's the key to this world, kids. Make as much money as make as much money as you can, and if you're using it with that dream, you're gonna do it with a smile every time. It's going to be frustrating. Hell yeah. Everything in life is frustrating shit. Air is frustrating when somebody farts around you. So yes, everything is going to frustrate the shit out of you sometimes in life. It's not going to be easy. And Lord knows, anybody can tell you, it ain't easy. It ain't a dog in here on the planet. Even if they did have a goddamn silver spoon in their mouth, you better believe that motherfucker tarnished from time to time. Okay? My darlings, don't let nobody tell you that life is easy. Because it is not. Life is a hard motherfucker. And you got to respect it. And if you respect it, it will take care of you. It will provide for you. You will see things happen for you that you never even imagined could. Okay? 
It's not many people that are able to say that they went from sleeping on the street one night to being in a warm bed the next. That that's that's a hard pass to pull. But there are those out there that that can and have seen blessings. Keep your eyes open. Stay on the swivel. Always watch your back. And don't let nobody just get away with telling you anything and you believe in it. Okay? Some you think you want to call bullshit on, you call bullshit on it again and again and again. And you stand up for what you believe in. Don't, don't let nobody tell you anything. Okay? Learn. Continue to learn. Have a passion for learning. Everything you do every day, you are learning. You will never get to a point of knowing every goddamn thing. And believe you me, every person that's older than you know more than your ass. You might know how to work a damn smartphone. They know how to get you, de- get you to the age of 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85. If they at them ages, baby, they didn't been through some things. You need to sit down and conversate with them folks so you can figure it out because that's where you want to be. Okay? This world and this game called life will chew you up and spit you out. If your ass don't respect it, you can forget it. For those that's going to college, do your best. Knock it out of the park so that you can be successful. For those that's still trying to figure it out, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. But make you some money. Don't be figuring out on somebody else's dime. Because when you're making your own money, you make your own rules. And you'll slowly but surely see that making money makes rules. Money ain't everything, baby. But it sure helps you get a lot. Okay? Don't sit here and think that make, not making money is 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 not responsible. No, making money is very responsible. You need to get on the ball and get your ass on the line and make that grind. Cash, cash, cash. Yes, don't be greedy. Share. Don't keep it to yourself because you'll never get nowhere. You got to spend money to make money, baby. So the more money you make, the more money you got to give. Because if you don't give, it ain't going to come back to you. And that's, that's the truth. I'm going to be real with you. Okay? You see a hobo on the street, don't step over and get him a dollar because you never know how that one dollar blessed him. He can turn that into 10, 20, million. Who knows? You never know how you plant that one seed and how big it can grow into something amazing. So to the class of 2016, I say congratulations. We all love you. And we all got your back. Mamas, daddies, keep them kids in line. And you're going to need them. Don't ever push your parents away because you're going to need them for the rest of your life. That's the only way your ass going to get through. But you need them from a distance and get your own shit and get your own house and get your own life and do your own deal so you can have fun on your own accord. It's time to grow up, children. Life ain't going to grow up for you. And on that end, I say thank you all for catching another wonderful episode of the Joe Moffat Show. Um, it took me a couple of days to get this one together. I do apologize. Y'all gonna hear some crazy shit on this one because I started this bitch on Wednesday and I'm ending it on Friday. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It took me three days to do this goddamn show and it ain't really that damn impressive, but I don't give a shit. I just been busy. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I will always be here. I will be back again next week. Um, and I want to, you know, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm taking contributors. Anybody that wants to help out with the show, feel free because I'm tired of doing this shit by myself. Also, um, I'm looking to help out with other shows, guest spots, going on tour, going on stage, whatever you need your nigga Joe for, 
Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and wherever the fuck else you can type in. Just Google Joe Moffin and I'll be there, bitch. Holla at your boy.